with Manitou, if you would stand with me, we're going to read our scripture of the morning. So this is out of Psalm 103. And it says, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Let's remain standing as we pray. Lord, we bless your name. We praise your name. We worship you, Lord. That's why we're gathered here Lord, it's all about you. You are awesome. You are our God. We worship you and we praise you. And God's people said, amen. Amen. You may be seated, everyone. Happy Mother's Day to any moms, to any woman in here that has ever played the role of mother, teacher, mentor. Happy Mother's Day. My mom's here. Happy Mom's Day, Mom. Um, The Psalms, we're in Psalm 103, teach us the language of our faith. The Psalms invite us in to express our hearts. It moves us from the realm of the mind to the heart. I had a youth pastor in high school. His name was Paul Bradley, and he always had this saying that the furthest distance in all mankind is the 13 inches between the head and the heart. And like a little uh, high school student that I was, I would turn to my friend and say, what if you had a small neck? (laughs) And I just didn't get it. Like I I was a kid that was uh, just head. I was more of a science kid. I was more of a math and computer kid than I was a kid that that opened up his heart. I remember uh, English. My senior year wanting to take AP English. I had friends that were taking AP English and I wanted to be in that class and they talked about how great it was. So I petitioned the counselor, can I take AP English, advanced placement English as a senior? And she said, you have no business taking this class. You, you don't usually do good in English classes. And I said, please, please, please let me in. And, and there was a spot that opened up and so she made an exception for me and said, don't mess up. If you're, we're going to let you in this class, live up to the expectation. And so I did with my mind. Like I was, I knew all the stuff. People would start sharing about their feelings in this class and the literature. And I would say things like, who cares about your feelings? Like, like what's the facts? Like we need to know about the author. We need to know when this was written. We need to know the words. And so I remember like looking back, like shutting down these little high school girls. I was just their peer, but I was like, who cares? about your feelings like we need to know like who the author is like like the Lord of the Flies we need to uh, and and an, analyze Piggy and Jack and Ralph and their friendships and the and the themes and the sub themes and how this book was uh, written after like another book called Coral Island and so who cares about your your feelings like we, we need to know this stuff and the teacher like halfway through the semester the teacher called me out on this because my papers I remember getting bees like dreaded bees for me that I was like, no, why, Lord, a B? And I got a B because the, I remember the assignment was to uh, 
like compare and contrast uh, your, your feelings and your philosophies with the book. And I didn't do any of that. I just talked about, you know, the themes and the sub settings of the book and all this is like all the facts of the book. And she said, you didn't do the assignment. You, you, did, you did good with your knowledge of the book, but it's a B, it's not an A. And it was just like, why? I don't understand. Why do we need to share our feelings? <laughs> And looking back, I just thought, well, that, how silly of me. Hopefully, I've, I've graduated a little bit. You could ask my wife, maybe. I don't know. But at least I see the value of it. And I see the value of the Psalms. The Psalms not speaking to our minds, but the Psalms speaking to our hearts. I don't watch a lot of movies, but I saw a movie a couple of years ago that I really was fascinated about. Uh, it's called Arrival. It's about aliens landing on Earth. Have you seen this film? And the aliens land, and this linguist, Dr. Louise Banks, is hired. She's got a doctorate, several doctorates in linguist stuff. I don't even know what the word is there. But she goes in to try to communicate with the aliens. And one of the things that happens in the movie is that they don't really, they're never able to communicate back and forth like she hopes. But instead, if I'm understanding the movie right, the aliens communicate to the humans through like some sort of telepathy and the humans are able to like like have prophecies, at least that's my way of saying it, of the future. Like they're able to have visions of the future when they communicate with the aliens. And so it, it like blows out of the water how this woman thinks the aliens are going to communicate. And it's in a way that she does not predict, in a way that speaks right to the heart of what makes us human, seeing the future and what is to come and visions and dreams and etc. And I just thought, I wonder if that's how the Lord can speak to us through the Psalms. Not to our minds, not in ways that we can head knowledge, understand what the Lord is saying, but with a heart knowledge of what the Lord is saying. And so I invite you this morning to listen to this Psalm, to get into it with your heart. What is the Lord saying to your heart? It starts off with this, praise the Lord, my soul, my inmost being, praise his holy name, praise the Lord, oh my soul. In the King James Version, it says, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Very similar words. The, the Hebrew word here could be bless, praise, salute, thank the Lord, celebrate the Lord, even has uh, uh, themes of like kneeling before the Lord, and worship, reverence, adoration, Bring that to the Lord. Sarah mentioned this when she uh, talked about um, our prayer meeting on Tuesday. She said a phrase that we just say around here. If you're around here, you'll probably hear it, that worship changes the atmosphere. Worship, uh, this comes from a couple years ago when our uh, a worship pastor at New Life North, John Egan, uh, gave a sermon. He said, worship is warfare. Like we can, in this city, when we worship, it changes the atmosphere. Worship is our number one priority. We have a saying, our strategy for New Life Manitou is three words, a W, a C word, and an S word. It's worship connect, serve. That we, this is our strategy. This is what we do. This is what we believe is how church should happen. And it starts off with the W word, worship. We, need, we come here and we worship the Lord. I think about this church starting years ago, uh, two and a half-ish years ago, we, we had the idea of New Life Manitou. And I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't admit that at the time, but I had no idea. Never read a church planning book, never thought about planning a church. And we were like, what do we do? I, I don't know. Well, what's our strategy? Well, worship connects serve. I guess we should start with worship. Let's just get together and let's start 
worshiping the Lord. Reminds me of that scene in Forrest Gump where he starts running and people are like, wow, this is awesome. You're an inspiration for the whole world. Are you running for world peace? Are you running to end hunger? And he says, one day I just started running. <laughs> and that's it. Like that's what he did. And it, it, it worked. He Forrest Gumped his way through the movie. And I think about that for this church. Like one day we just started worshiping and the Lord has blessed we had no idea what we were doing. We just started worshiping, and that was something. That was enough. That was giving the Lord all the glory, praising the Lord. In fact, I even like didn't even know how to, like, how do we start a prayer meeting? I don't know. Well, let's start by saying, praise the Lord. And, and people responded, praise the Lord. And I said, well, we should probably do that three times, because the Lord is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that's what we said. We came in, and instead of saying, how's everybody doing? Are you happy? Like, cause some, I've, you know, that's how you're supposed to start, I guess, to kind of hype up a crowd. And I thought, let's not do that. Let's come to praise the Lord. And so let's praise the Lord. And then everybody shouted, praise the Lord. This is what we are all about, praising and worshiping the Lord. I heard this uh, quote this week that, that said, the things you praise or the things you celebrate will be the things you emulate. The things you celebrate will be the things you emulate. And I hope that we as a church will praise the Lord. We will celebrate the Lord. We will worship the Lord. And in this church, the people of God in here will emulate the Lord. This next point is look at what the Lord does! Exclamation point. Reminds me of that song, that uh, Umchuk song. Look what the Lord has done. Anybody? You know this? That's from from years ago. Look at it. Verse three: Who forgives all your sins? So it's list. This psalm lists these pretty awesome things. Think about them. Uh, some of them are earthly things that the Lord has done, and some of them are spiritual things. Verse three says this: Who forgives all your sin? Heals all your disease, who redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. This is what the Lord does. We were a mess, and the Lord comes in, and he forgives, and he heals, and he satisfies our desires. Think about the whole Bible, the, the context of the people of God. The people of God are, you know, think about our own lives in comparison with what, what the Lord does. We were slaves in Egypt, and the Lord set us free of that slavery. We were running down and away from people who were attacking us. We get to a sea, and we are stuck in between a sea and people coming down to, to kill us. And what does the Lord do? Well, where there's no way, he makes a way. He splits the sea and the people walk through it. He keeps us alive in the desert. When there's no food, he sends food, manna down. He brings water even out of a rock. And he leads us by day with fire and a pillar of cloud, or by pillar of clouds by day and a pillar of fire by night. This is what the Lord does for his people. He brings them through life. He heals all the diseases, redeems our life from the it crowns us with love and compassion, and we just need to realize that we need this help. Does anybody in here need help? It's hard to admit, right? Oh, come on, it's good, good, good for you. you we, there's a couple hands that God raised, but most of us are like, no way, we don't need help. We don't need help with directions. Like, we live at 6,000 feet. We're not just Americans, we're Coloradans, and we, have, we look at Pikes Peak, and it, do you know the history behind that? The, the first person to, to see Pikes Peak, well, let's... let's be honest, the first white guy to see Pikes Peak. Um, 
Zebulun, Montgomery Pike looks at this mountain, sends his guys up, and they get about 10 feet up because of the altitude and the snow. And they just, uh, they, and so Pike, uh, Zebulun Pike says, this mountain will never be climbed. You know this story? And, and look at it today. Like, we don't need any help. I'll drive it up myself. I'll walk it up myself. I'll do the incline. I'll do it straight up. Uh, we're Coloradans. Like, we don't need help. And yet... We do. We really do. I have four little boys, and none of them ever need help. Dad, let me do it. I want to do it. Let me do it. I want to do it by myself. Rowan is mechanical and always uh, working on something. I was thinking about the other day that he had a field trip. All the kids are like cheering and feeding goats and feeding and holding these little goats. Rowan's over there taking apart the chicken coop piece by piece and undoing the bolts. That's just his personality. So the other day, he was uh, working on his bike with his little wrench, and I just saw what's going to happen like I know bolts and, and what happens and I see him like really pushing hard on this bolt I see the bike frame and guys what's gonna happen he's gonna bust his finger he's going to bust his his wrist on the frame that's just what's gonna happen I see it I say Rowan let me help and so what does he say I don't need any help. Let me do it, Dad. And I just, I, I couldn't stop it. I was like, no, seriously, you're going to hurt. I was trying to explain, like, it's going to cut. You're going to get it, and it's going to come loose. You're going to bust your hand against the frame. And he just wouldn't have it. And so I finally said, okay, well, I, I guess I'll just put my hand in between your hand. And when it busts loose, sure enough, his little hand hits my hand, and my hand hits the frame, <laughs> and it hurt. And I just think, is this, like, we need help from the Lord, and we don't like to admit it, but this is what the Lord does for us. I think about verse 13 in this passage, in this um, chapter of the Bible, verse uh, 13 of Psalm 103 says, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on us. The Lord takes the, the, the sting of death. The Lord Jesus dies for us on the cross because we need help even though most of the time, most of us in here do not ad- admit that we do need help. Another movie, lots of movie themes today, um, uh, is a, a movie based upon a true story. I remember when this happened in 2003, a guy named by the name of Aaron Ralston, uh, he goes out into the... Moab Desert in Utah. He doesn't tell anybody where he's going because he doesn't need any help. He doesn't bring enough supplies for any kind of emergency because he doesn't need any help. Uh, and, and the movie was made about this guy called 127 Hours. And he's in the Moab Desert. He falls into a uh, deep canyon. The rock comes loose and pins his right hand into the canyon. He's, he's not able to get out. And um, the, the story is horrible. He's literally stuck there. And the, the movie that the name, he's stuck there for 127 hours, a very long time to be stuck and pinned somewhere. And he does, many of you know what he does, he cuts off his own arm. Sorry for that image. Happy Mother's Day. Um, <laughs> but he gets free, and, and, and he lives to tell about it. And he's, he's, he's like a motivational speaker now, and he's, he's survived this thing. And the end of the movie, the, the end of his book that he, he wrote, this memoir, says that he gets out of that canyon, finds a trail, and sees people in the distance. The last closing lines of the movie are him saying, help. 
please, I need help. And then the movie kind of ends with its uh, music at the end that brings us into this thought of, yes, that's all of us. We all need help, even though we don't want to admit it. And the Lord is the one who helps us. He's the one who heals us. He's the one who has compassion on us and forgives us of our sins. The next point is this. Thinking about what the Lord has done, have you, a question, have you forgotten what the Lord has done for you? Verse 2 says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Think about them. Look through this list. I'll read it again. Some of them are spiritual. Some of them are uh, earthly things. He forgives all of our sins, heals our disease, lifts our life from the pit, crowns us with love and compassion, satisfies the desire with good things, our desire with good things, and so that your youth is renewed like the eagles and the Lord works righteousness and justice for all those who are oppressed. Have we forgotten about some of these things? Thinking about looking through our life, have we forgotten the stories along the way? Tim's story, uh, Middlebrook, he's one of our elders of New Life, sharing, wow, the Lord is healed and Sarah's right here. She's here, like praise the Lord. And thinking through like what the Lord has brought us through. I was listening because all of the New Life um, Congregations are all in this series on the Psalms. We're a week uh, behind, and so uh, last week I was listening to New Life Friday Night's sermon on this text, Daniel Grothy. I was watching the video of it and, and listening to him preach this message, and it was right after the kids were in bed. I have four little boys, and they were all in bed, but none of them were asleep. Theo's smiling and pooping his pants and screaming. Uh, The boys in their room were just laughing about something, and I found out they're laughing because Rowan's up out of bed burping the alphabet. And the kids are just laughing. They're supposed to be asleep. And we're all laughing now. But at the moment, I was not laughing. There was nothing funny about it. I was like enraged. Like I'm trying to listen to a sermon. And I'm trying to prepare for Sunday. And the kids are pooping their pants and burping the alphabet. And I was just so mad. I was like, I have four little boys. are supposed to be in bed. And Daniel said something in the sermon. And it just clicked. Like, I have four little boys. Four little boys, forget not his benefits. It's so easy, isn't it? To get into our life, we're trying to do something else. And the Lord reminds us, we have so much blessing. All of us in here, think about your life. You have something to thank the Lord for. The last point this morning is that God has removed our sin and he loves us. If we jump down to verse 11, It says just how much he loves us. It says just how much he's removed our sin. Verse 11 says, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for all those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, think about that image, so far has has he removed our transgressions from us. And as a father has compassion on his children, So the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. 
I think about this passage like those of us in here who are so grateful that the Lord has removed our sin and really get this, really believe this. I talk to some people in Manitou. Invite them, I invite a lot of people to church. As a pastor, it's easy because it's like, you know, the question when you meet somebody is, oh, what do you do? What do you do? And oh, I'm a pastor. I go, I, oh, what do you pastor? Oh, there's a church here in Manitou, New Life Manitou. Oh, cool. Uh, and then it just kind of easily goes into, oh, you should come sometime. Check it out. And often I get this response of, oh, well, I'm not a church person. I'm not church guy. I'm not a nice guy. I'm, I'm not the church going type. I'm, you know, I'm not, my life isn't all together. If I came to your church, I would need to clean up my own life. And to that, I usually, I just, I often don't know how to respond, but I want to say something like, are you crazy? Like it's, you can't clean up your own life. You don't have to be nice to come to church. You don't have to pretend like you have it all together. All of us in here are sinners. Is anybody in here without sin? No hands, look at that. Is anybody in here a sinner? <laughs> half of you, the other half are liars. You're all lying. <laughs> You're all lying, which makes you a sinner. You should have put your hand up. Like we're all in this boat. We need the Lord. And so don't for a second think that, you know, I, I Want to just compassionately, you know, if that's really the reason you're not coming to church because you think we have it all together in here, are you crazy? Like none of us have it all together. We need the Lord to separate us from our sin as far as the east is from the west. Think about the image here of the Lord cleaning us as it says in this text. Think about uh, like a real like cleaning product that like, wow, really works. A couple weeks ago, uh, me and a buddy pulled the head off of his uh, car to replace the head gasket. It actually didn't need a head gasket replacement, long story. <laughs> um, but anyways, we were cleaning it to put it back on. And we were cleaning the, uh, the, uh, the exhaust manifold stuff. It, like, stuck his cars from the 90s. And so it had centuries of gunk stuck on there. Of just, and so we were scraping at it. And then we realized if we, we scraped at it with a, uh, the razor, it was scraping the head. That's not good to scrape it. So we were using steel wool. And, and for like two hours, realizing that this is going to take all day. This is literally going to take two guys trying to polish this thing all day. We have like little sandpaper, a little steel wool. And then one of us had the idea of, oh, let's, what if we got the drill out and we put this, I had this brush, uh, like a, um, a polyester, like a plastic brush thing and we put it on there and oh, it just worked. Like it took it off instantly. And we're like, thank God, yes, we didn't have to spend all day scrubbing like this. And think about this image here in this text that as high as the heavens are from the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, he has removed our transgressions. Those are our sins. That's our stains in our life. And that's what the Lord does. He removes all of those things from us just instantly, miraculously. That's what the Lord does. So I started this sermon saying, listen to the Lord. Listen to the Lord with your heart. How is he speaking to you? And I want you to, to, to bow your heads with me and just ask the Lord, like, Lord, what are you saying to us now in this place? Lord, through this psalm, Lord, you have brought images to us. Even as I'm talking, as we read through this text, images of you separating us from our sin as far as the east is from the west. Images of what we are grateful for, considering looking back at our lives, whether we're young or whether we're old, we look back and we should be so grateful for things that the Lord has done. He crowns us, this image of him crowning us with love and compassion 
and renewing our youth like an eagle and the Lord working in our own lives and in this society in Manitou, the Lord working righteousness and justice for those who are oppressed. So Father, we welcome you here. We pray to you with our heads bowed, asking you, Lord, to speak directly to our hearts in a way that only you can speak to us because you are the creator, you are the Lord of all. You give us images and visions and prophecies. You speak to us and remind us of things. Lord, you bring to us, some of us in here are thinking about mistakes we've made. And Lord, you wash and cover over us. If we, we come to you and say, Lord, forgive us of our sin, you are faithful to wash over us. Lord, speak to us this morning. Speak to our hearts. And Lord, we praise you. We, we opened this psalm with saying, praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Think about the things of our heart, all that's within us, Lord, let it praise you. Let it come before you with an, as an offering that is holy and pleasing and acceptable. Lord, we give you our hearts. We say, speak to us this morning as we leave here. Speak to us, Lord, as we go to our jobs. Speak to us. School, Lord, speak to us as we wake up and go to sleep. Lord, speak to us and into our hearts. Let this psalm come alive that we would praise you with all that is within us. We would praise your holy name. We love you, Lord, and praise you. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? We are going to pray the prayer we, we pray together. We say it and we pray it. It's a, it's a prayer to get us into, set our hearts right for taking communion. Would you say these words with me? Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we might delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen.